Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. From the Financial Times in London, I'm Andrew Hill, FT Management Editor, and this is FT Investigations. McKinsey is one of the world's best-known consulting businesses, employing more than 9,000 people to advise many of the world's largest companies on strategic questions, including whether to enter into a merger, change their business direction, or downsize. But few have ever heard of the McKinsey Investment Office, known as MIO Partners. Yet this fund has established an operation as sophisticated as the world's best-resourced hedge funds, employing 80 staff across offices in New York, London, Munich and Singapore. How and why was the fund formed, and why has it been shrouded in secrecy? My colleagues Harriet Agnew, Patrick Jenkins and Miles Johnson have been investigating, and they're here with me now to tell the story. Patrick, first of all, give us a bit of background about how powerful McKinsey is and what kind of global reach it has. Well, as you know very well, Andrew, McKinsey is the largest consulting firm for many of the world's blue chip clients and other operators around the world. It's just very, very well entrenched in terms of business strategic thinking. Well, what gives it much more power than that obvious remit is the connections it maintains after people leave McKinsey. Its alumni network is vast and extremely well organised. They take great pride in keeping in touch with senior executives who've left the firm and organising events around the world, bringing together not just those alumni, but also other people in industries in which those alumni work, sharing their research with those alumni, making them feel very much part of a family. Now, the MIO is just another extension, really, of that approach. And it's very interesting that when people are at the firm, they can invest and their families can invest in this MIO structure. It's basically it's like a family office, if you like. It's a wealth management service. But even after they leave, they can still continue investing in it, both in terms of retirement savings, but also just as a wealth management service. Harriet, how did you come across... MIO partners? Really just because of a, a sort of informal discussion with a fund manager. It was around about the time that Valiant, the Canadian pharmaceuticals company, was being investigated by the SEC. And that's got some links to McKinsey because some of its senior people used to work there. Former chief executive was. Yeah, McKinsey, exactly. Yes. And this fund manager said to me, gosh, wouldn't it be funny if McKinsey's family office was invested in Valiant? And I sort of said, well, hey, wait a second, what family office? And then we started looking around. And came across MIO Partners, which basically runs about nine and a half billion. It's split between running money for the former and current partners and then McKinsey retirement plans. And it invests in everything from complex bank restructuring to global macro trades to various different hedge funds and private equity funds, which sometimes it seeds with its own money. Miles, one of the things about this fund is that although it has been mentioned as a retirement fund, it's developed a structure that is much more sophisticated than that. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about how it compares with other hedge funds. 
It's interesting because it actually, in its own letters to its investors, very much seems to want to appear to be like a sophisticated hedge fund. It talks about its calls on the market. It talks about its macro views. And in the same way in which a hedge fund would discuss certain types of trades it was putting on and the added value or alpha in the parlance of the industry, it's added over the year. So does MIO Partners, which is very distinct to the lexicon of a boring pension fund. What does McKinsey say about why it was set up, what it now does? Well, McKinsey very much wants to stress that there is a very robust barrier between its consulting arm and the establishment of MIO Partners. But MIO Partners ostensibly has always served as a way of rewarding and retaining McKinsey's consulting talent in an industry which is highly competitive and in an industry where in other parts of financial services there are far greater riches on offer, such as in private equity or hedge funds. And is there any overlap between the management of McKinsey and the management of MIO partners or indeed the running of the funds? Well, this is something which we found interesting in our reporting was that there is actually a 12-person strong board that oversees MIO partners and the people who sit on that 12-person board are all senior, current or former McKinsey partners. In fact, some of their most senior people. This isn't mentioned in their official McKinsey biographies and, in fact, is not mentioned on the publicly available part of the MIO website. And what about the running of the funds? Is that done at arm's length? Yes. McKinsey say that there is a very robust wall between the two and that the investment board or part of MIO partners, the people who are making the day-to-day trading decisions and asset allocation decisions, do not in any way consult with the 12-man board that sits above them. So they oversee the investment activities, but McKinsey says that they don't actually um, know what these investment activities are. Patrick, why do you think the firm has been so secretive about its operations in this area? And is there any read across from the rest of the financial sector? I mean, there are banks clearly that are running these kinds of funds for some of their employees. It's very interesting that it has been so secretively run. I think that's very much in tune with the McKinsey ethos more broadly. It's very difficult to find out what McKinsey does on an individual mandate or indeed to find out when they have mandates. And this is it's a translation of that, I suppose, into their investment area that they've been very shy about disclosure on this. I think there are parallels in the kind of core financial services industry. The one that comes to mind is Goldman Sachs, which certainly pre-financial crisis had a similarly aloof attitude to the general public and to communications with people like us. And I think that has evolved as Goldman was brought down to earth a bit by the crisis. It realised it needed to communicate more effectively, be more open about things, especially potential conflicts of interest between its own uh, investments on its own account and client advice now. You talk to some of their rivals and they'll say, well, Goldman is just as edgy as ever in terms of those conflicts. But I think they have changed their ways. And it'd be interesting to see how McKinsey responds to the fact that their whole MIO operation has been, a light has been shone on it. McKinsey, Harriet, sets great store by its values, the first of which is stated as being put client interests ahead of the firm. And clearly it's competing with other management consultants in this area. I mean, does this open up a potential conflict of interest in your view? I think the one sort of 
slightly gray area is this point of former partners being able to keep their money in MIO because it gives them a sort of financial incentive to stay close to the firm that they have long left behind. So perhaps I could ask you and Miles just to conclude, but Harriet, first, what do you think McKinsey should do now? How should McKinsey react? Well, I think they just need to be more transparent on what it is that they do and what it is that they don't do and perhaps explain some of these things that to the likes of us look a bit strange, like the fact that, you know, the 12-person board, which is meant to hold the MIO to account, is made up of McKinsey people. Yes. Miles, anything to add to that about how they could now take this forward? I think opacity always breeds suspicion. I think that in this instance, there will be a lot of questions asked about the divisions between the financial interests of the McKinsey partners who are invested in this firm and their day-to-day work as consultants. And the best way in which to remedy this would be for McKinsey to state more clearly in public, maybe on the MIO website, for example, the things that it does do and the things that it does not do in terms of its trading operations. Thank you all very much. To read the full investigation, our commentary and any follow-up stories, please visit ft.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.